0: I'd like to share with you an interview I did with a country music artist. Today, I'll be talking to Reg Lindsay. Lindsay, good morning, Reg. How are you? Good morning. It's nice to be with you, Graham, and uh, nice to be in wherever we are, if yeah. we're allowed to say so at the moment. You certainly can. You're back in Australia? Yeah, I've been back in Australia for um, six years.
1: <laughs> I and think how do I you am, like. Anyway.
0: <laughs> and how do you like the difference? Of what? Being from America to Australia. I like both places. Just right. like I like working radio and I like working television, it's, uh, it all uh, adds to the variety. And uh, same as recording different types of country songs. You know, I don't go in and record the one type of country song. And uh, uh, I think I'd get bored if I, if I did the same thing all the time. Yeah, and over yeah. the years when I've uh, been so busy here in Australia, you know, I've been doing national television... Uh, Three different radio shows during the week, dances, clubs, producing television, working on commercials, uh, putting things together like the Country Koala Theatre in um, Dream World, designing it and uh, uh, making up all the characters and everything, and doing the soundtrack. Uh, It makes life interesting if you don't do the same thing all the time. Sure. But things change, I suppose. It, 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 we've, gotta, we've got to expect it to change. Country music's changing. How do well, you like the way it's heading? Well, country music changes. It always has changed. Um, I mean, it's not something that's that's just happened, Graham. because you take Jimmy Rogers back in 1927-28. He used Hawaiian bands, he used Dixieland bands, uh, and reputedly, Louis Armstrong was on his records. Country music has always Uh, If anything can stay the the same and change at the same time, country music does, because we've always got the basics and we can always go back to singing uh, the old songs, but there has always been new songs, like Jimmy Rogers recorded things about about him dying from tuberculosis, whipping the old TB and so forth. Uh, And as I always say, country music is... Country music, no matter what happens to it, uh, no matter how much it adapts, country music has always adapted to changing lifestyles. And uh, once upon a time, we used to sing about trains. Then they started singing about trucks. And go back further, they used to sing about horses and wagons. And, uh, you know, you can go back to country music way back into England, where uh, a wandering minstrel used to bring the news and sing it on the street corners of various villages. Uh, you can go back 50 years or whatever when Pop Stoneman sang about, uh, was sad when that great ship went down, the Titanic. Country music has always sung about what's happening. Um, and country music, as long as it's country music, will stay country music. But if it jumps over into the pop field and it's not country music, well, I would say it's changing. Uh, so. I always feel that country music is always there, but the changes, as far as I can see them, are the way the music and the writers and the singers adapt to changing lifestyles that we have. Um, Country musicians have sung about operations. John Williamson sang about vasectomy operations and budgerigars. So really nothing, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is sacred. The only thing that I, I can see... A big change in is the fact that uh, the sound gets better. The recording sound gets better. Like we can usually pick. I heard somebody put out a, a new record. Uh, actually, um, I want to say where it was recorded, but uh, I heard it and it sounded like vintage ten-year-old approach. And it was in the production. Uh, the musicians were capable of doing something a whole lot different. But um, I found that. The musicians are getting better. Their sounds are getting better. The recording is always getting better. And like with CDs, we get a much crisper, richer sound. When I was working in Texas all of 1985 and 1986 for the Australian consulate there, I was able to pick albums or CDs, you know, the way they came over the air at that particular time. And uh, so it's great that things... Are changing. I can't I can't work their digital control panels and everything. Yes. Um, I can do a certain amount of things, but uh, computers, they're in front of me. I don't want to know about them. <laughs> okay, Reg, back to uh, some of your work. Armstrong, I have a copy of Armstrong here. You said that there was two releases of there Armstrong, were, yeah. and this is the first one. Tell That's right. Around. Well, this one came out on... Hotshot Country, Uh, I changed my record producer because people were telling me at the time after a show, they'd say, you sound better at the shows than you do on the records. I said, it's supposed to be the other way around. And uh, so I changed producers, a friend of mine at the time, and uh, I had uh, a lot of friends around the recording studio at the time were giving us songs, and a fellow came up and gave us a song, said, you should record it. I said, oh, I don't think it's my style. And he said, you can do it. And uh, my producer at the time said, yes, you can. So I took their word for it and took a chance, taking a chance on a lot of things, and this is one that really worked out. We put it out on an album just as another track, and every single reviewer in the Capital City uh, newspapers around Australia picked Armstrong as the number one track. So I said, we could have a hit with this. Let's go back in and uh, just sweeten it a little bit as we used to have to do in those days uh, with a certain type of song. It was a little underproduced if we at least didn't have some strings on it and uh, fill it a little bit with some voices. So the producer and I did a double track, making four voices of ooh-ahs and just built it up and uh, put it out on a single. And the funny thing is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't like country music, and that includes a lot of, program managers and station managers in radio various parts of australia and consequently you don't hear any country music on those stations because the uh, personal tastes of the manager or program manager sometimes do come into it well we had a white label copy of this single and it was i felt it and it was hot off the press i've heard that the first time i've ever experienced it and we took it up to uh, the top pop station in sydney and uh, that was a station that at that particular time I had uh, an hour show on Saturday night, seven till eight, once a week. And uh, even though it was a top pop station, they'd had country music on it since the station first got their license. So anyway, I was sitting in the, in the uh, program manager's office and there were two of the guys. Uh, one of them was Rod Muir, who's a well-known fellow in uh, radio, and John Brennan, who's been associated with a lot of big radio stations, and they heard the white label copy with no name or anything written on it. They said, that's great. It's not an Australian record. And uh, the record company guy just looked at me and said nothing. They didn't know why I was even with him. They thought it must have been one of my records under his arm. He had a pile of them. Anyway, they heard it twice, and they said, who is it? not Glen Campbell and they went on like this and finally they said we'll put it to air immediately we don't normally do that but it's a good record and we'll put it to air immediately let's hear it again What's, is there anything written on the label He's, they said who is it and he pointed to me and their jaws dropped down around their knees and the record then on most pop charts and stations went to number one and I often wonder John Laws knew it was me when we took it into him and he played it four times straight on the air one he said we'll play it again and again and again and again so uh, he knew it was me and played it but i often wonder uh if the other one would have been accepted in the same way if he'd come in and said i've got a new reg lindsay record because they'd known me on the station for 12 years and I think they thought all I did was yodel and sang songs like Old Shep. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know what that is. we uh, know what they've said. <laughs> <laughs> they could have said no. <laughs> Reg, uh, did that get released in America? No, uh, I got a bit perturbed about that. But anyway, you can't uh, you can't win everything. But uh, the original of John Stewart's didn't get hardly any airplay. wasn't known there, and I do think we would have had a big hit if it had have been released there. But that's just one of the many things that we miss out on. Um, the chap in charge of sending the records to America sent a sample of every record that they released to um, a nice Jewish lady in New York who knew nothing about country music or anything even pertaining to country music. In fact, I don't think she knew anything about the record business. She was just a business lady. And uh, anyway, the chap that sent that, I said, look, give me the okay to go and get it placed in America. He said, I oh, know our channel is through this lady. Well, that channel was a brick wall that stopped there. Yeah. And uh, I even flew to New York to try and see her and uh, talk to her. And anyway, she was out of town for the weekend. But uh, when I was working 85 and 86 in Texas, I did it on television. And the people at NASA in Houston, I was only living around about a quarter of a mile from the front gate of NASA. And I got to know a lot of the people there. And they Saw the television show and uh, they took my performance of Armstrong on that show and put it in the world's largest time capsule, which is buried at NASA in Houston, which is between actually between Houston and Galveston at Clear Lake, where Red Adair and a lot of those people live. Really interesting place. And anyway, Armstrong TV performance of mine is in the world's largest time capsule, yeah. and I think it's going to be there for 200 years. Lord knows what it's going to be like when people lift it up in 200 years, if we, if there's still a world. Reg, and uh, I uh, replayed an interview that I had with Reg in 1995 here at my place in Coffs Harbour. <laughs>